North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Hello, we're back with Dr. Low Radio once again for another show all about how to heal your body and be healthy using natural medicine and nutrition. Tonight we're talking all about metabolism. This is something that is so frustrating for so many people and there's a lot of misconceptions about this topic, so I'm really excited to jump into this tonight. You guys probably notice if you're regular listeners, I haven't been on the airwaves in a little bit. I went on a trip. I went on a, a, a trip to Australia and New Zealand and just got some time to just rest and recharge and I'm back. We have the next, I think, two, three months schedule with back-to-back guests every week, so I'm really excited. We'll be real consistent with the shows moving forward, but just needed some time. So it's been really, really good. I got to go all over Australia and got to pet some kangaroos and go on a hot air balloon ride, and it was just exactly what the doctor ordered. I ordered that for myself, and um, really fun stuff. So hi to all my Australian and New Zealand listeners out there. You live in a very beautiful part of the world and had had a blast. So back I'm excited to be back here with you guys. Hopefully you had a wonderful Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all that good stuff, and just time with friends, family, and you are back into, you know, back into the grind and your routine, and um, there's something really nice about routine, I have to say. I was really looking forward to coming home, and I I like being home and just getting back into the groove, you know? So uh, although jet lag sucks, I was up, I think, until 3 a.m. last night, like wide awake. So hopefully my adrenals will start to come back on board here pretty soon. And uh, and then my own metabolism will be rocking as well. Uh, tonight, our show, as I said, is all about metabolism. We have a wonderful guest on the show, Sarah Vance. She's actually a neighbor of mine here in Southern California. And she's the author of The Perfect Metabo- Metabolism. I've been doing the all day metabolism plan. Metabolism plan. She's the host of the Met- Met- Metabolism Summit. You guys are going to have to be really really gracious with me tonight, um, which is an online event that is free to attend uh, February 1st through the 8th. So we've started it already. It's featuring 30 experts from around the world, including myself. I uh, am featured on that summit as well. So you can check that out. Uh, she was overweight as a child. Sarah suffered a long list of health complaints for many years, including allergies, digestion issues, chronic aches and pains, and markers for autoimmune disease. She finally found the answer right at the end of her fork, and that's why she is so passionate about natural approaches for health. She's contributed to websites like Mind Body Green, Beaming, Live Strong, and she has appeared on eHow, Fox 5, San Diego Living. She's also a powerfully motivating speaker and has spoken at corporations, elementary schools, events. She works with clients, groups, and online programs. She's all over the place, and she's really on a mission. You can find more about her at rebalancelife.com. Sarah, so great to have you on Dr. Low Radio, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to get into this topic with you. I loved talking with you about this on the summit. It just Your talk is definitely not to be missed. I, I know it's going to resonate with so many people. And, you know, I, I'm so jealous of what you did the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, one of the things I talk about in my book and, and I always talk about with my clients and, 
you know, is is soul food. You know, we've got to take time out. And and when you have an opportunity to do something like that and just to really explore and and take a you know get away from your routine it really does make you appreciate your routine more and yeah. and um so i want to go there i've never been there i'm super excited to hear more about that sometime but um yeah i love that you did that i Oh, so thanks. good to be able to do those things. You yeah. know, I think it's one of those things that I, I booked it so far in advance, and it was one of those as the time came, I'm like, uh, I might have to cancel this trip. I'm like, this is there's too much going on. There's no way, I'm, you know, the clinic's going to go up in flames when I'm gone. <laughs> of course, nothing happened, and it was fine, and you know, everything was smooth. And, um, you know, I just think it's one of those things, even if you don't really know how it's going to work out, if you can plan something even a year out and just get on the calendar and, you know, just make it happen, it's like you jump and what does it build the wings on the way down you just figure it out i just think it's really good to take that time and even if you do a staycation or just you know drive on a little road trip nearby it's just about getting out of your normal routine and and kind of getting that perspective shift and it really does that for me although i will say that i mean gone for as long as i was by myself i got kind of bored with myself so (laughs) i think i decided next (laughs) time i travel i want to go with someone else which i never thought i'd say that because i tend to travel solo but um yeah it's just it's good stuff. It's soul food, like you said, and totally. I'm I'm blown away at how Australia and New Zealand they have so it's like the, the best food, so healthy, gluten free everything nice. everywhere you go. You can go to a diner and they have a gluten free menu. It's just like whoa, so cool. Um, yeah, so Very it's a good cool. time. Yeah, but you are my neighbor. You're you're nearby. Where do you live? Do you live you live in um, San Diego or Encinitas? Yeah, we're like Encinitas, Carlsbad area. Cool. Right. On. Yeah, I love we, that. We love it. I know. I've, I've been. I want to come in, into your office and check it out because I know you, know, you got to. We're right here. Stuff. Totally. And so you work with clients. You're doing online programs. You're a busy girl. It's awesome. And obviously, this is something you probably see a lot with you know clients working with with you that there's metabolism issues. I'm sure a lot of them mean well and they're doing everything that they think is right. And, you know, maybe some of them had some, you know, lots of improvements, but they just can't seem to get the rest taken care of. And obviously that's probably what, you know, gave you the inspiration to do this summit because there's just so many misconceptions around this, right? So give a little bit of like yeah. background, like why'd you get into this and why are you so passionate about metabolism? Well, you know, I think you said one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it is because I was really, I mean, on the other side of health when I was a kid. I mean, if you had told the 12-year-old me that I would be teaching people about nutrition and health and cooking healthy and, you know, eating, you know, when I cook vegetables in the house, my husband like swats my hands because I'm sneaking them off the plate before we can serve them. Everybody's like, save some for everybody else, Sarah. You know, I mean, the idea, you know, if I had told the 12 year old me all that, she wouldn't have believed it, you know, because I, I actually weighed more in sixth grade than I do now. And, you know, was a very, very picky eater. And, just, you know, a lot of sugar addictions and things like that. And even when I got to be a healthy weight, those kinds of things, you know, kept, you know, were were still in my life and lots and lots of chronic aches and pains. And, you know, when you're 20 and you're living on Advil and, you know, and I thought those things were just normal for me, you know, I just had kind of come to accept them. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of people do is because, you know, they've tried to follow whatever, you know, advice that they think is the right way to get healthy. You know, I was doing everything I thought was right, counting calories and eating lots of healthy whole grains and, you mm-hmm. know, drinking the diet drinks and, you know, thinking that that was the way to health. And when I really found the way to health and, and 
you know, found that the answer really relies in the metabolism. It's not about losing weight. It's about, you know, getting healthy and, and then everything can come into balance. And the cool thing is when you take this approach, you know, you can find your weight back in balance, but so many other things, it's almost like the other things that are, are the better benefits, you know, the mood coming into balance, the sleep and the, you know, trying to get your stress levels back in, in gear. And, and I, I view health as a journey. You know, I've been under a lot of stress lately trying to get my event going and, and mm-hmm. you know, online and all that. And I've got a great partner that I'm working with to do it, but it's still, you know, I fall prey to the stress. And, and I think we all have kind of our things that, that, that we fall prey to and just being aware of them and knowing what to do to get back on track. You know, it's, it's not really a destination. It's more of a journey that we're always going to be on. And so, thing, you know, things like what you're doing, this, this radio show and these summits, these are ways to just get educated, get some more information. I can remember sitting in my nutrition class go, just being blown away by some of the stuff that I was learning, going, what? You know, this is – it just blew my mind, you know, a lot of the myths that were being busted and, and – yeah. And so it's just, you know, I, I loved what you said on the summit. You said this topic has a lot of shame, you know. Mm-hmm. Women will come into your office and say, well, I'm doing everything right. You know, I'm exercising. I'm eating everything I'm supposed to be eating. I'm going on these cleanses, and it's just not working. And, and you know, when you explain to them, gosh, you know, your hormones are, in, you know, impacting this. Your stress levels are creating this cascade of hormones. And then they're like, oh, what, you know. And so I think it's, you know, getting that good information. I have this kind of philosophy that you know you need at least three like it's like a three-legged stool for change you need good information and right then and there most of us are just going by this bad information that's out there we're told that fat is bad for you it's going to make you fat and you know there's all these diet myths and we can even go into those a little bit if you want but you know you got to get that good information first and foremost or you know you can't get good results from bad information you know, the second leg of the stool is kind of like the motivation. It's, you know, I saw someone post on um, Twitter the other day that said, what motivates you to be healthy? You know, my motivation is my family. And I was like, wow, that's so amazing to think like, you know, as you're walking around town and you're walking by that donut shop and you're tempted and you think, no, you know, I'm not going to go in there because I want to be healthy for my family. You know, I think there's there's a lot of people that are worried about becoming a burden and, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, finding that motivation within you, that's, you know, the second leg of the school. So it's good information, it's motivation, and then it's tools. So it's things like recipes and, you know, healthy cookbooks and, and you know, getting the information and putting it onto the table. You know, I can say till I'm blue in the face, well, this is what you need to eat. But, like, if I can give someone a recipe, that can really change their life. So... When you've got those three things, it can really be magical. Yeah, for sure. And especially a lot of my patients listening are are women, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, just and and dealing with all different issues in each, you know, decade, but but difficulty losing weight is definitely a very common one, especially as hormones start to change and um, you know, I think a lot of them just believe that, okay, well, this is just how it is now, and I'll, I'm never going to, you know, here's the thing. There's no perfect body, right? But if you feel like you work so hard and you're just not getting the kind of results, there's something underneath that. There's something a little bit deeper going on. So let's dive into that. Like, what are some of the underlying issues that could affect this? You talk about, you know, your the 10 keys to a perfect metabolism. Let's just dive into it. And I'm sure we'll have lots of, you know, kind of follow-up things that come out of that. 
Well, yeah, it's funny. The first chapter in my book, I was about sugar, you know, getting blood sugar balanced. And I, and when I gave my first manuscript to my um, publisher, they're like, you know, do we really have to have this chapter one? I mean, you know, because she knows what a big deal it is. You know, so many people have this issue with sugar. And she was, you know, my editor was kind of like, I don't know if we want to hit them over the head with sugar right off the bat. And And, you know, one of the things that I said was, well, you know, it's one of the most important things you have to do is get the blood sugar regulated because that, you know, so many other things follow from that. You know, I think blood sugar and stress, those are probably equal right there. Um, So, yeah, one of the things I think that's really plaguing a lot of people out there is, you know, and I was there right, you know, in the same situation is, is, sustaining myself on sugar and and a lot of it has to do with the stress levels being up you know uh, one of my speakers um that's on the summit dr kurt perkins who's in colorado he was talking about if the adrenals are always being stimulated that actually you know is one of the sources of sugar that's it just dumps Mm -hmm. sugar into your system it's like eating a snickers bar he said i was i thought that was brilliant Mm -hmm. you know so a lot of times um you know the stress and the sugar go hand in hand and when we're you know, when our blood sugar is not regulated, you know, we're, we're going to have this whole cascade. It just sets off this cascade of all our hormones. I kind of talk about the hormones being like dominoes. And, you know, one of them kind of will knock the next one and the next one and the next one, and they just kind of all come tumbling down. And a lot of times that first one is either stress or the, or the sugar, and they really go hand in hand. And part of the problem is because sugar is in everything, yeah. I think like 85% of the packaged and processed foods you find on the shelves have added sugar. And, you know, that, so most people don't even realize, you know, a lot of times they'll be like, well, you've you got to get your blood sugar. You can't be having so much added sugar. And people are like, I don't eat sugar. But, you know, even in things that we don't even think that have sugar in them, you know, Doritos and even savory foods that we may not think about. And, you know, you go to a restaurant and order a salad and think you're being healthy. Well, that dressing has like, you know, tons of sugar in it oftentimes or the buns that we're buying out or, you know, we think we're being healthy getting like this green tea drink from a restaurant. And it's so it's just that awareness. Again, you know, you have to kind of just start to awaken to it, start to be a label reader, start to connect with your body and, you know, how these foods are making you feel and just yeah, increasing the awareness and trying to get that blood sugar level. One of the things that I talk about in my book is I have a rule of three when when you're eating to try and always get at least one or more of the following macronutrients, so fiber, fat, and protein. And those are the things that are going to keep your blood sugar level. And if you do that, every time you eat, you're going to be less likely to get on that blood sugar up and down, that roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and knowing what affects your blood sugar, like you said, so you know a lot of people listening to my show, they eat really well. They're not eating all kinds of added sugar, and they're, you know, not drinking soda and all of that. I mean, no one's perfect, but for the most part, that's not really their lifestyle. But like you said, there's yeah. other things that can affect this. So stress hormones. If you're just burning the candle at both ends, that's going to affect your blood sugar. If you're if you're skipping sleep, that's huge. We know that that you mm-hmm. know a night of sleep deprivation, you're more like a diabetic the next morning, and you want to reach for something sugary. So keeping that sleep as as a staple, you know, I'm saying it right now, I went to bed at 3 a.m. last night, but 
and I notice it too. Like I, I, I want some. I had some gummy vitamins today. I was like, I want some more of those. I, I could tell internally my blood sugar is off. So knowing what other things can affect that is is important. So okay, cool. So number one's blood sugar. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I think kind of tail, tailing on that, you know, it's interesting. You know, a lot of times right now the trend is to like go super low carb or or to go intermittent fasting. And when you're in that stress mode. That's just not going to work for your body at all. You know, you're just yeah. going to really further put yourself into this, like, blood sugar um, dysregulation. And so, yeah, I think a lot of times, like you were saying, that you, you know, you, you can be really, really educated about nutrition and go, oh, well, this is a hot new thing. Let me do this. But if your body is not in that position where you're not getting to sleep and your your stress levels are, are out of whack, then... You know, it's kind of like trying to put that square peg in the round hole. It's just not, it's not going to work. So, yeah, that tuning in, that being connected, and, and it changes, you know. Like when I'm under stress for, you know, different things, you know, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling those stress levels and I'm needing, you know, to change how I'm responding to that and, you know, maybe eating smaller meals a little bit more frequently than I might normally because I'm one of those people that doesn't really crave sugar anymore so I can go a little bit longer between meals. But when I'm stressed... I need more. So it's it's being ready to adjust as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. You talk about fixing your fats. What what do you mean by that? Well, you know, it's so important. You know, this I think that's one of the reasons why so many of us have gotten into this sugar cycle, this sugar roller coaster because for so many decades we were told that fat was you know, bad for us and saturated fats raise our risk of heart disease and all these things. And it's interesting, you know, what all that is based on. If you really get into the history of where those recommendations came from, I, I talk about it very briefly in my book, but um, there's a lot of really great books out there. The Big Fat Surprise by Nina Chechoff really goes like in depth into the history of um, the whole low fat era and how just like the science was just really not good and we've based this whole decades long feeling that that fat is bad for us on this really kind of not very good science and you know there's like a billion several billion dollar industry and I can remember I mean like I remember when the margarine came out and I was like mom what's this orange stuff oh that's better for us I mean there's sticks of trans fat it's just crazy so I think it's just really understanding what are good fats and and a lot of that you know goes against what we've been taught for decades you know coconut oil is one of my favorite ones um grass-fed butter uh ghee um you know i I use a lot of avocado and avocado oil in my house i find avocado oil is a nice alternative for like the vegetable oils for things like dressings um it's a nice um just a neutral oil for cooking it does have a high heat and so it's thinking about those things the stability of an oil is really important because it's the oxidation of that oil. So, you know, the vegetable oils and the polyunsaturated fats, those are much more easily oxidized. And it's the oxidized yeah. cholesterol that they're finding is bad for us. And so thinking about the stability of the oil, saturated st- equals stable, you know. So um, there's a lot of research that's really showing that saturated fats are more neutral, Um you know, in our body and and for our heart. And on the um, Metabolism Summit, I have this amazing doctor, Dr. Mark Houston. He's the head of the the Hypertension Institute. I think it's Vanderbilt. And he talks a lot about, you know, heart health and he goes into fats and a lot of different things. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's 
that shifting of that mindset. And when, when I give permission to people to start getting more fats, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are already doing it. But yeah. then they, you know, you start to feel that shift in your body. You don't need the sugar anymore. And you're, and, and the fat it replaces the sweet. Like when, you know, when you start to get more fat in your diet, you don't need the sweet as much and the richness can replace the sweet. And I find also another thing that a lot of times people are needing, like for example, when I make smoothies, I always put Himalayan or some kind of good quality salt in my smoothie because what that does is it brings out the sweetness. It brings out the flavors and the salt gives you the minerals and it helps, especially if you tend towards adrenal side um, dysfunction. And so a lot of times people will be like squeezing in the honey and the sugars and things like that in their smoothie when they just need a pinch or two of salt in there and it's just going to mm. bring all the flavors out. So, I, you know, it takes, a, it takes some time to adjust, but once you start to bring those fats in, I think that's one of the big things also if someone wants to go a little bit more lower carb is, you know, a lot of people go real low carb but then focus just on the protein and the fats are super important. And I know one of the things you and I talked about in the interview was how fat is such a beauty nutrient. I mean, when people who haven't been eating a lot of fats start to incorporate fats in their diet, their skin just starts to look better. And you get those cracks in your heels that start to heal up and, you know, you're less itchy in your skin. And, and fats are required for our fat-soluble vitamins, which are super important for so many different functions in the body as well as, you know, beauty kind of nutrients. And so, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's really a, a super critical thing to understand how fats work in the body and that they're not bad for you and that they're, they're a real critical piece to that balancing of the blood sugar and getting out of that sugar addiction cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. And also fat goes a long way too. So I know yes. sometimes I get real excited, like, oh, there's so much fat in here. I want to eat this. And it's also, you know, nine, what is it, nine calories per gram. So it, it does pack right. a punch. You don't need a lot of fat, but it really is hugely important for regulating your hormones. So, and if you're, if you're adding in the fats, you don't need to do as much of the carbs. If you're doing high fat and high carb, that's going to be harder to, to drop the pounds. So just Good point. You know, making yeah. sure that that's I'm so that glad you brought that up. There. That's kind of like a recipe for disaster. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the, the like the pump, you know, the pie kind of situation where you've got the trans fat pre-done pie crust and and then all the sugar. Those those kinds of that combination is not a good combination. So yeah, yeah. you want to think about little little seesaw kind of action there, a little bit more of one and lower of the the other. We talk about gut health a lot on the show, but how does gut health relate so much to your metabolism? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, it's really foundational to everything. I mean, and, and it's it's kind of an exciting time right now. I, I, You know, I think Dr. Perlmutter said something like, you know, the majority of the studies that have come out on microbiome have been done like in the last five years or even less. And, and you know, so this is exploding. We're, we're finding so much is connected to our gut and begins there. You know, it's like what Hippocrates said thousands of years ago. It all begins there. And, you know, the metabolism is no exception. I mean, if you, you know, the thing about it is if we're taking in foods but we're not absorbing them, then we're not going to get the energy from them. We're not going to be feeding ourselves. Um, you know, then we can have fatigue. And, and, you know, when you're not digesting things, you're not detoxifying them through your body properly. And so it's really this, again, similar to the hormones, there's like this cascading effect. And the gut is connected to our brain 
Um, you know, so it really is foundational. And, and, you know, one of the things I say in my book is there's a lot of just very simple things that a lot of times we kind of jump over when we're talking about gut. I mean, one of the things we just need to do is just take a pause before we eat and just give ourselves a second to develop some saliva because that's where digestion begins is in our mouth with the saliva. That's how, that's where the enzymes are for digesting our carbs. And, um, you know, a lot of times we're like eating in front of the TV or in front of the computer or in the car when we're driving or, you know, we're multitasking or we're stressed out when we're eating. That's like one of the worst things we can do because, Again, that's where stress comes in, and we, I heard that again and again. The stress piece came up again and again in the Metabolism Summit is like when your stress levels are up, that, you know, if you're running away from a saber-toothed tiger, your body is not wanting to digest. So when you're eating in a stress situation, that, you know, is, is counter to digestion. And so, you know, just taking that moment, sitting down when you eat, pausing before you eat, Thoroughly chewing your food, that's a huge one. A lot of times I talk with my clients about just chew your food. I mean, one of the things I say in Ayurvedic nutrition is to chew each bite 30 times. And even if we just did half of that, you know, we a lot of us would be better off. And I think that just gives you that more mindfulness and it, it helps you to enjoy it as well. I mean, it was something I actually talked to my daughter once when she was younger. She loves sweets like a lot of kids do. And one time I just saw her like eating this, I don't know, it was a brownie or something in her Girl Scout troop. And I, and I said to her later one day, and I said, you know, if you slow down, you'd get to enjoy it longer. And, and ever since then, I've, she's just sort of really savored things more and eaten wow. them slower. Wow, how old is she? She's 12 now. I think she might have been Jeez. like 10 then. Yeah. Wish I learned it, that yeah. at age 10. <laughs> <laughs> I would down it's one of those hard, big old, you know, I mean, big old like, things of red vines, you know, and just down it. Oh. It's like, wow, but if a kid can learn this to just slow down and enjoy that, you know, that experience, that's huge. And that, that kind of carries over into the stop the madness that you talk about of just lowering stress. I think that, oh, you know, for yeah. a lot of my listeners, they're doing everything right. But stress, I see, is a really big piece. I have a, I have a few patients I'm thinking of that are eating right, they're working out like crazy, they sleep pretty well, but they have crazy stressful lives. It's just go, go, go all the time. And that is continually, you know, spiking their cortisol and their adrenaline, and they're just running on these stress hormones. And that's huge. That's going to keep, if your cortisol stays high, you're not going to burn fat. You, you have a lock on your fat cells. Your body is holding on to that as fuel. And I think that is really, especially for most of my listeners, like the root of it, you know? So that's, it's really, it's huge, is getting that stress taken care of. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, you know, stress is a big thing. It's always been a big thing for me. And one of, you know, when I was in my 20s, I um, all of a sudden had this weird thing happen where I I looked down at my fingers and they were white as ghosts and I couldn't get them warm. And I was like, what's going on? And finally, after, you know, 20 minutes in a warm shower, I could get the sensation back in them. And back then, it was before Google. So I had to wait to, you know, see my doctor. And I found out, oh, I have this thing called Raynaud's disease. And they're like, well, that can sometimes be an autoimmune. And so they ran some tests. And they, yeah, I had a positive ANA. But after a lot more tests, they realized, well, you don't have, you know, autoimmune, you don't have lupus. I don't even know if they checked me for Hashimoto's. They probably, probably didn't back then. That was a long time ago. But you know, what I found out is I had this ANA and the doctor said to me, well, one of the things you need to do is keep your stress levels down because stress can be that switch that turns on 
this autoimmune disease. It, it, you know, you can have, it's kind of like the phrase, you know, the genes load the gun, but something's got to pull that trigger. Something's got to put it into action. And I, I was looking at this doctor, like, you know, I'm in my early 20s, early mid-20s, and going, I don't, what are you talking about? I, I'm a 20-year-old. I don't have any stress. But the thing about stress, like you mentioned, it's, it's overdoing it. It's overcommitting. It's being a working mom and, and trying to be everything to everybody. It's being the best volunteer at the school and taking on every single project and always doing that. But it can also be eating gluten when you don't tolerate it. It can be, um, you know, this sugar cycle. It can be overworking out. I see this all the time. The, the people that are getting up at four in the morning, one of, one of the presenters on the Metabolism Summit, Dr. Maffetone, this guy's amazing, and he works with world-class athletes. He's trained doc, um, Mark Allen, who was like a six-time, probably messed that up, but an Ironman guy. And, and one of the things he talks about is, you know, recovery, recovery is where you get your fitness gains. It's not the working out. It's the recovery. And so many people, there's these athletes that are these insane athletes doing these tough mutters and, you know, but they're doing, they're overdoing it. And that's when you push yourself into this side of your, your exercise is actually doing you a disservice. And there's this new thing that's really starting to happen to a lot of athletes where they're getting heart conditions because they're not recovering. And so, you know, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely one of those things where stress can come in a lot of different ways. It can be a lot of just the, the a lot of times it comes from work. It could be, you know, stress of the family, you know, where the kids are having problems at school. It could be dietary stress. It could be, you know, so many different ways. And so I think, you know, one of the first things, like what you were saying, is just to put yourself first. I mean, that's one of the things I always told my clients, you know, with I would whenever I would do like group cleanses, this is your time to put yourself at the top of your list. And you always have to find, you know, at least a few times in the year to kind of just take a break on life and Really, because you're no good to anybody else. You're not going to be the best mom you can be. You're not going to be the best volunteer. You're not going to be the best employee, the best wife, the best everything when you're totally depleted. And, you know, I think sometimes it just comes down to being able to say no. I think a lot of times people who are the hardest workers and the best salespeople and, and you know, the most diligent doctors or whoever they are, or maybe they're just like the best workout people, you know, those are the people that need to, you know, take, take the time to really have that self-care. And mm-hmm. so, and, and, you know, I'm saying all these things as, you know, I, I wasn't putting it into practice over the last few weeks. And so sometimes you do have these projects that take over your life. And sometimes you do have to kind of just push through those things. And, but there's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, when that one project's over, you got to say, I am really taking this time for myself. I'm going to heal. I'm going to recover. And I know one of the things you talked about on, on our interview on the Metabolism Summit, sometimes you just have people not work out for long periods of time, whether it's something like just maybe gentle walks or, you know, yoga. And, and, and they're shocked when all of a sudden after they've been working out for two hours a day, five times a week, they stop working out and then their weight comes off and it's the stress. And so I think yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's a tough one because, you know, that personality type is, 
you know, stress can be addictive. That's the other thing is it's, you know, it gives you a rush. I mean, think about getting on a roller coaster. There's a lot of us who are addicted to that adrenaline rush, that cortisol. And it's just, that's the way we, we operate. And we have to try and get out of that cycle. And it's not easy. And sometimes it just takes time. Yeah, it does take time. I, I love having patients do just regular walks. You know, walk 30, 45 minutes a day. It doesn't need to be where you're getting your heart rate up and you're, you know, measuring your different calories that you're burning. You're just you're just going for a walk because that's going to help to bring down that cortisol. And that, that right there can help to burn belly fat. So it's yeah. really huge. One of one of the things that I, I work on a lot with patients, I'm sure you do too, is talking about toxins and detoxing the body. And Dr. Walter Crinion, one of my mentors, um, he you know wrote a really good book about this topic, and it's called Eat Clean and Green or something. I always butcher the title of his book. I feel so bad. Mm-hmm. He's actually going to be coming on pretty soon. Um, oh, but cool. he talks about obesogens, and these are you know compounds that increase weight gain for your body because your body naturally holds on to weight. It holds on to fat cells as a way to buffer that exposure of toxins. You store toxins in your fat, and the more toxin exposure you, exposure you have, there is that chance of having more fat cells as a way for your body to protect itself. So that's why, you know, detoxing on a regular basis. The thing is, is we're in an environment now that is no nothing like it was decades ago. We're just exposed to so many more chemicals now. And I really believe that a lot of things we're dealing with, with autoimmune disease and higher cancer risk and all of that, there is a connection there. Maybe not caused, you know, there's a lot of reasons why these things are going up, but definitely a correlation, I think. And, and for sure, obesity too. Lots of reasons obesity is on the rise, but I really do believe that these toxins are one of the root issues there. So detoxing is huge. So in foods, household products, you know, body care products, all these different things. And I and I'm thinking of a few patients in particular that they, you know, they're doing everything right, right? It's like they're, they're yes, they're stressed, but they're also, you know, using a lot of these different products where it's the makeup or the perfumes and the lotions and, you know, and it's, oh. that's another piece of it too is really detoxing that, you know, you're going and getting, and I'm guilty of this too, I get my nails done, you know, you're going and getting nails done on a regular basis, getting your hair colored. I mean, these, they all add up and everybody's different on, you know, their own vitality. That's that biochemical individuality. So you take two people doing the exact same thing, one person has happens to be affected by it a lot more, and that's where that individualism comes into it. So how much do you see that this is a, an issue? It's such it's such a big issue, and I think it's something that, you know, need, we need to be more aware of. And, and like you said, it just slowly and surely just start to replace those things. Like, yeah. you know, the skincare line, one of the skincare lines that I love is this Anne-Marie Gianni skincare. It's so wonderful, and you could literally eat it, you know. And, and mm. so we don't think about our skin being our, our body's largest organ and everything we put on it. it we are basically may as well be eating it. And, yeah, it's interesting. One of the speakers on my summit, Dr. Kurt Perkins, I think, said this. He said, the body doesn't do anything wrong. It just does what's appropriate. And our bodies are these amazing, mm. beautiful um, so smart, you know. They're, they know that toxins are bad, really dangerous to our to our brain and, and our organs, and so it does. They put they put them in our fat. If they can't detox them fast enough through all our detoxification channels, and all of our livers are really taxed right now. The sugar is one of the worst things for our livers. We're seeing a huge surge in in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. One in ten children has it. That's normal weight children. One, four out of ten overweight obese children have fatty liver disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease now. Mm. So, you know, the problem is our livers are taxed. 
you know, we're, we're burdening so many different aspects of our detoxification channels, and then we're putting all these toxins. And, and our, you know, unfortunately, our world is more toxic. There's really, you know, you can do a lot of things to avoid them, but um, so, yeah, we need to really support our our body by not bringing them in as much as we can, you know, going organic, especially for the, you know, the dirty dozen in our foods and really looking to clean up our, our household products and, and the skincare that we put on there, um, you know, because the body's going to try and detoxify them. But if they can't, like you said, they store them in our fat. That's the safest place for them to store them. And then the body wants to hold on to that. It doesn't want to release it, and that toxic fat becomes more difficult to lose and, and you know, a little more dangerous to lose because when you're losing the, the weight, that's why it's good to, you know, to support the body to detoxify if you're trying to release weight because a lot of times there's toxins stored in that weight, and so you've got to really support the body to be getting all that out through, you know, your your elimination, daily elimination, and, and supporting that liver. So many of us just all need liver support. Um, so, yeah, the toxins, and like you were saying, a lot of them are actually obesogenic chemicals. I mean, they basically tell the body to store fat. That's like they're changing our endocrine system. It's, it's, I think it's so fascinating because they just had a study come out a few weeks ago that said even if you're eating the exact same amount of calories as someone who was 20, who was an adult 20 or 30 years ago, exercising the exact same amount, you're going to weigh more because the game has changed. The game has mm. just changed. We've got different le- levels of stress. We have toxins in, in our world. There's other things at play here. And so we have to realize that the game has changed. I mean, you know, talking back to the gut bacteria, there's certain bacteria in our gut that basically just tells us to be fat. Like they've done studies where, um, well, they've actually, you know, there's a certain uh, infection called C. difficile that if you, sometimes you need to have a fecal transplant, you take these poop pills from somebody else. And there was an instance in, in Los Angeles where a woman did that. And within like two months of taking that, she gained weight because the person who had donated the, the fecal matter was overweight. And so her bacteria transferred into her. I mean, so yeah, the game has changed. I mean, we can't just say go on a diet and count calories or count points or, you know, it's, it's, you have to understand all these different factors. And once you understand them, then you can get these dominoes lined up. And what we realize is all these things affect so much more than our weight. Our weight is just a symptom. It's kind of like, you know, I, I think going on a diet is like putting a broken arm in a sling. You know, you got to, without resetting that metabolism, it's just, you're just going to kind of have it in the sling. You're going to, it's going to work for a little while. You take it out of the sling. It's actually more broken than it was before because now you can't move it. And that's really yeah. true of the metabolism. So, yeah, I, I think it's, when you can get this awareness out there, and like you were saying, you know, people will sit in your office and start crying because they're like, oh, my gosh, it's not really my fault. And I don't have to be stuck with with this weight around my midsection just because I'm 45 now. You know, I can take back control of my life. And and so when you can kind of put it all together, and, and one of the things I'm super excited about on the Metabolism Summit is I've got five people on there talking about you know, metabolic approaches to disease prevention. I I'd mentioned Dr. Houston. He talks about the metabolic approaches to heart disease. I have Dr. Terry Walls on there who literally cured herself. I mean, she got out of a tilt-recline wheelchair that she was in for, I think it was two years because of her progressive MS. 
And I mean, her story is not to be missed. It's incredible. She was starting, you know, she was, you know, she was a doctor in, in a university setting and literally was instead of, you know, she looked at the, the mouse and rat studies to find out what they were doing because she's like, that's not going to come to the, you know, that's not going to come to human medicine for another 20 years. So she's like, I'm going to find out what's happening, the most cutting-edge research, which is what they're doing on the rats. And, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away her whole story, but she literally <laughs> went from being in a tilt-recline wheelchair to riding her bike 20 miles. And, I mean, it's, yeah, so, I mean, when you, Incredible. you know, you can really, yeah, you can, you know, you've got to feed the cells. That's her whole thing is, and so if our digestion's not working, we're not getting the, the cellular you know, the nutrition to our cells, if we've, you know, got all these stress and then, you know, we're, so it's this whole cascade. And once you can figure out these different factors and get them lined up, then, then it all comes into place. And, you know, I mean, like I said, it's a journey. Do, you know, do, yes. just because I know how to do it all, am I doing it all? Yeah, maybe not every day, but, um but it's 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 slow and steady incremental changes and letting that become habit. The coolest thing about creating habits is it, it ends up becoming autopilot and you don't have to to think about it anymore. You know, but if you try to do totally. everything all at once, it's so overwhelming and you just want to stay at home and stay in bed and just eat pie, you know? So little by little, <laughs> one change per week and let that be incremental and sustained change. That's really what it's about. So we're flying through these. Uh, I think for the sake of time, we'll just pick a couple more, and people have to check out the summit. Um, let's talk to talk to our listeners about your your sugar craving busting tip. Is that adding adding salt into their formulas, or is there something you know for people who deal oh, with the no. sugar craving? Well, yeah. So one of the things I recommend to people, and I've I've worked with a lot of people on the sugar thing. I, I have a sugar like program that I've put people through, and. Um, you know, I've had clients that were on sodas and real strong sugar problems and, you know, can't the candy in the purse and in the glove compartment and, the, you know, I mean, that kind of situation. And I've been there myself, and that, so I know how hard it is to break out of that. And one of the things, you know, that I recommend, there's a, a number of different things you can do just on an ongoing basis, you know, getting more healthy fats, things like cinnamon and chromium and magnesium is massive. You know, most people are deficient in magnesium, and that's really big for um, sugar. But one of my favorite things to do if in that moment is to um, have a cup of tea. It can be herbal. It can be green. Um, and just put a spoonful of virgin coconut oil in there, stir it up. Make sure you cool it a little bit um, before you drink it and drink that cup of tea with coconut oil and a lot of people will find that that sugar craving disappears mm-hmm. and it's odd I know it's odd because most people are like well how does that coconut oil and tea how does that satisfy your sugar craving it just shuts it down yeah so you know and maybe it doesn't work the first time and maybe maybe you need to you know have that kind of preemptively. So if you know every day at 3 o'clock you're going to be walking by this candy dish at work and you just don't have the willpower to get by it, you know, 10 minutes before that, have that cup of coconut oil on the tea. And, you you know, a lot of times I'll find that people, you know, maybe thought, well, I was hungry, and and it can also just give them an extra hour or so to to get through their day and, and, um, you know, to get to dinner as opposed to eating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's little, like, a... 
little packets too. I know Whole Foods sells these. We, I think we have them here at the clinic back again, but little packets of coconut butter, coconut oil, um, just like little nut butter things. Keeping those in your purse if you just really want to go and grab something sugary and sweet, just pop one of those in your mouth and you probably really won't care about it in a few minutes. So that's great. So true. Yeah, those are great. I mean, yeah, because you can't always brew a cup of tea, cup of tea wherever you are, but yeah, having something like that on hand is so good. So for people listening, there's so many ideas that we talked about. What are what would be three things that people listening, you know, if they incorporated this, it can really help to start to jumpstart that metabolism? Mm, yeah, wow. Three things. I, I would say one is the sleep. You know, really work on, on taking care of yourself that way. Um, and, you know, just turning off the the iPhone and laptop and things like that, you know, an hour before bed. I, I know I fall prey to it, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. working on guilty something. Guilty as charged, too. Yeah. I'm guilty, you know, but I, but I find when I can really just go put it away and plug it in and just leave it, then I sleep better. And, and a lot of times, one of the things I love to do when I'm really stressed out and trying to get some sleep is a little L-theanine. Um, before bed, L-theanine is an amino acid that's in green tea, and it can just calm things. You can actually use that any time of the day, really, because it it makes you um, gives you like a calm focus. And mm. so, you know, that's something I like to use sometimes um, to help. Or you could do like an Epsom salt bath, or even just like a foot soak before bed. That'll give you magnesium. Magnesium is a calming mineral. So just try and and get the sleep that you're needing. Um, that's such a big one. Um, because it messes up your hunger hormones the next day. Just one night of sleep can change your metabolism for the for the next day. Um, one thing we didn't talk about that is a big one is hydration. I think you know most people are chronically dehydrated all the time. So, and that's one of the easiest things you can do. Just even if you just did nothing else and you just focused for a week on getting hydrated first thing in the morning. I, everybody wants to have that cup of coffee. Have a big glass of water first. Um, squeeze a juice a half a lemon or a quarter of a lemon in there, and that's going to even more um, support your detox and all of you know your body just to kind of alkalize and get some vitamin C. Um, you know, so that's another thing to do is just really trying to focus on staying hydrated throughout the day and not drinking out of those plastic water bottles because again, those those have those toxic chemicals in them and. Um, yeah. So yeah, hydrate, get to sleep. Um, That's and then huge. I'm really that glad you brought three. that up. I'm really happy you brought that up yeah. with the plastic water bottles. I think that is a huge cause of weight gain for women, especially and men too. These these xenoestrogens we're having exposure to. I, I really think this is a huge, like one of the biggest topics on this, because the hormones are just crazy we know pesticides can increase more estrogen estrogenic levels um you know the plastics in in the water bottles and the different you know food wraps and if you go i mean this is something i love is getting thai food to go they put these hot curries in this like warped plastic containers you know it's like all these things add up when you have this higher estrogen levels that completely disrupts your hormones and can affect your metabolism so i'm really glad you brought that one up Cool. Yeah, right, I'm, cool. and and one of the things like about the water bottles, you go buy those in bulk at Costco, and and I mean, the, yeah, they're the the environmental impact of actually creating the water. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. the whole cascade of things. But yeah, just go get those glass water bottles. They're really pretty, and you get the little silicone thing on the outside. And the other thing, when you have that, it really just you're more aware of how much water you're drinking. You know, fill that yeah. up three times, and then you've hit your water. You know, so. 
that's that's super important. I, I there was this thing I saw online one time where this woman, I think she was from the UK, she took a picture of herself day one and then spent like a month of just eating or drinking I don't know what it was, like 11 or 12 glasses of water a day and took a picture at the end. And you would not believe, she looked like she had work done. I was like, wow, you know, it's it's amazing how when you're hydrated, your body just functions so much better. Mm -hmm. So it's a biggie. And it's an easy one. So it's a nice one to start with. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Oh, to pick three, I would say um, probably then just kind of keeping keeping that blood sugar level. And and, and for everybody, it's a little different, you know, trying to – you know, reach for the the rule of three, the fat, fiber, protein when when you're reaching for food. And some people, you know, would do great with with a lower carb approach and you know eating three squares a day and and or even you know the intermittent fasting where they're eating in the window of eight hours. But then there's other people that no, they're, that's not going to work for them. So I think it's finding those patterns that work for you and and adjusting them as needed. But when you are eating, trying to Look for nutrition, something that's going to fuel your body and your cells, feeding your cells, and keeping that blood sugar level. That I think that is that's big. You know, looking mm-hmm. for the healthy fat and fiber and protein to keep it keep yourself more level. And it's interesting on the summit. I had a, a guy, Dr. Bongiorno. He is a does a lot of um, mental health stuff. He's got a book about, um, gosh, I'm Nessina, I'm going to forget the name of his book. It's something about anxiety, a good, great new book just came out. And we talk about metabolic approaches. And one of the things he talks about is blood sugar, so important for our mental health is, you know, regulating the, our blood sugar. And it's such, um, you know, it's got such a cascading effect to so many things, our hormones mm-hmm. and stress and so, oh, yeah, huge. if we can just kind of get more level there, we're going to find our moods come into balance and our energy and all of that. So I'd say that's probably another one of the, if we could just do three things. Yeah, I think that's great. Better <laughs> sleep, hydration, cut out the sugar, and that right there is going to make a huge impact on metabolism and, and your hormones. So awesome stuff, Sarah. I love all of this. This is really important, and I know that there's a lot more in the Metabolism Summit, obviously. So you go into these things a lot more in detail and a lot a lot of really great, you know, nuggets that people can take. So how can people listen to the summit? And um, and it's going on right now, right? Yeah, it started on Monday. And um, the talks on Monday are actually still available until, I think, 10 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So and they're definitely worth catching up on. Um, so we've had two days of, of the summit um, and each day is kind of a little bit of a theme. Like day one was kind of how to get the body into fat burning mode, you know, turning on the fat burners. I had uh, Bruce Fife on there who's all about coconut oil, and, and um, you know, I mentioned Phil Maffetone, this other guy, Dr. James Lavelle, who's been in this industry 30 years. His, his talk is amazing. Um, Dr. Jockers, who's a great guy down in Atlanta, I think, area, talking about reigniting metabolism with sugar detox today was Anne louise gittleman she talked about parasites today was it was all about like some hidden insults to the metabolism dr gallon talks about allergies tom o'brien gluten wendy myers about you know how um, heavy metals and toxins can interfere tomorrow we've got four amazing people talking about gut health, digestion, Liz Lipsky, uh, another local, Krista Reccio, 
um, Dr. Tips. And then Thursday, we've got doctors that are coming on about metabolic approaches to um, disease. I've even got this guy, amazing Travis Christofferson, who wrote this incredible book called Tripping Over the Truth, The Metabolic Theory of Cancer. Really fascinating interview with him. And um, then Friday is more about this whole balance thing. You know, some people need more carbs. I have this really interesting guy, uh, Kevin Gianni, talking about how he was like this raw vegan and was like doing all this blogging and posting about that and all of a sudden realized his hormones were in the tank and he was feeling horrible. And so that's a really good one for people who are at in that stage where they're like too healthy. You know, he almost he talks about having kind of this orthorexia thing where he was obsessed with his raw diet and mm-hmm. in the end he his book um Kalen Coffee is a really really good read for people that don't like dry nutrition books. Um and then Ben Green, Greenfield for people who are into um Fitness, he, I love his book um, and his talk was really good. He also emphasized wow, good recovery. Ones. I think most of the guests I want to say have been on, the sh- on our show before, so this is it's really cool. Love all this. Yeah, guys. there's a few that if you haven't had them on, you should have them on. Um, and then mm. Thursdays, like you, your, yours is not to be missed. Your listeners, you've got to tune into um, your talk because it just really, I mean, uh, yeah, just hit on all these amazing notes. And I've got some really unique people on Thursday. Um, Janie Bothorpe, she is a advocate for people with thyroid issues and talks a lot about desiccated thyroid. So for people who are interested in learning a little bit more about that, Andrea Beeman, who is one of the top chef people, um, this guy Amit Agarwal, who's from um, – He's from um, Africa. And then this very interesting guy, Patrick McCowan, who talks about this interesting breathing method called Buteco, which is where you should breathe through your nose. And he actually cured his really serious asthma as a kid using this and works with athletes. And it's fascinating. And then the last day, I've got Jeffrey Smith, who is like the man when it comes to GMOs. Um, Max Lugavere, who's really... um, interesting guy too he's creating this documentary called breadhead which is all about his mom's early onset alzheimer's and um this guy damon gemo who created a, a a documentary about his own experience of eating 40 teaspoons of sugar a day he gave himself fatty liver disease in three weeks it's amazing yeah. And then this, I, I got it, your interview, your uh, listeners have to tune into this guy, Gudni Gunnarsson. He's from Iceland. And his is all about the mental aspects. It's called Seven Steps of Transformation. He'll blow you away. I mean, it's, I'm so proud of this event. I can't even begin to tell you to have people like you and to have the opportunity to interview 30 of these people from all around the world. And I can't just, you know, I'm super excited. The, the feedback has been insane these first two days so Mm, i love it your passion is palpable right now and you're going to impact thousands (laughs) of people around the world so thank you so much i just want to acknowledge you for doing this work you're going to reach so many people and help them and and beyond just you know metabolism this is actually healing people and it's preventing diseases and it's helping to heal their bodies and it's it's so much more than that but you know whatever it is you got to get their foot in the door that's what it's about and then the real magic can happen so Thank you so much for the work that you do, and thank you so much for spending your time with us tonight. And, um, you know, now it's time for us to go relax and rest and recharge so we can do it again tomorrow. So <laughs> um, thank you. And what's the website for people to listen to the uh, to the summit? It's the metabolismsummit.com. Awesome. 
And, um, yeah, I just thank you for everything you're doing. I think, you know, I think the world of you, I just am so glad that we connected through the summit. I, I love your philosophy um, and, and just your passion as well and, and, and just all the great information you're putting out there for people to take control of their health. And I think, you know, I love how you make it one step at a time, you know, take those first couple steps and get some successes there and then, then move on and, and yeah. just, yeah, take care of yourself. I think that's totally. huge. Yeah, love <laughs> yourself. Be excellent to each other and yourself. <laughs> awesome, Sarah. Well, you have a wonderful evening, and we'll talk real soon, and uh, have a great night. Thanks. Thanks for having cool. me. Uh-huh. Take care. All right, you guys. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check out the metabolismsummit.com. And last thing I'm, I forgot to mention in the beginning is the Shine Retreat coming up. It is still happening. It's happening this summer. We're still working out details, but I have gotten some of your emails. You're interested in being um, in the loop of those details when they come out. So if you are interested in being a part of that, go over to shinenaturalmedicine.com. Sign up for our email updates. We'll keep you in the loop on that. It's going to be amazing. You want to talk about resting, recharging? It's going to be all about that. You yoga, healthy food, nature, just chilling, major pamper time. So um, keep your eyes open on that. Have a great rest of your week. Love you guys so much, and um, I'd love to see some reviews on iTunes. They make me so happy. So please, if you love the show, please tell me, and um, have a wonderful rest of your week, guys. Take care. Bye. North Pole Hotline. Help! My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving, and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bags full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See stores for details. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.